Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. It has been, across our body, one of the most difficult weeks. Um, We lost a dear, dear beloved sister, Sherry, this week. Um, We, several have lost family members as well. Um, There's been uh, many people who experienced financial setbacks. And what Masha led us in was so important. Because I was, uh, like Masha said, I felt like assaulted in, anybody here assaulted in your mind this week? Two of us, three of us, four of us, I see that hand. I, see I, I mean, it's, you know, it's going on in the world, whatever, but the enemy always wants to cast the story as a tragedy. He always wants to cast it as everything's bad and getting worse. He always wants to cast the story that it's over. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Listen, I'm just going to tell you statistically, anybody, you go to the UN of all places for for stats and you will see we are living in the most incredible time in history. The most freedom, the lowest infant mortality rate, the most degrees of freedom across the world. But but the news doesn't like that. And and even atheistic, uh, 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 humanistic, Um, uh, professor of history will tell you it all stems from Jesus Christ and the gospel. Listen, before Jesus came along, women were considered trash. They were considered cattle. Only in Christ was there, was a, were, were man and women restored. Listen, I, you need to understand when we're buying this lie that it's bad and getting worse, we begin to abdicate our authority to bring heaven to earth. Listen, listen, four little Hebrew youths, 15 years of age, most likely were ripped from their families, ripped, dragged on a, on a many months journey by, on foot as slaves, forcibly castrated. Guys, let me just tell you, is that where the story ends? No. No. No, no, unless they laid down and died. Unless they laid down and died. And let me tell you, every one of us has had opportunities to do that. Have we not? Yeah, this week. Oh my gosh. And the thing is, but what what does Daniel do? Daniel, first of all, they get together. Listen, they are enrolled in Hogwarts. They are enrolled in a school of witchcraft and sorcery. You think you have bad professors. Your professors aren't asking you to do blood sacrifices. Your professors aren't trying to get you to do dark arts. Okay? And here in this place, what do they do? They gather together. This is why you cannot forsake the gathering of believers. And I'm not talking here. I'm talking out there. I'm talking in life. This cannot be your one-stop shop. It's got to go. We've got to gather together and say, no, no, no. And there in that place, they began to stand and stand and stand. And they had to make difficult choices. I'm not saying one way or another about vaccine. But listen, she listened and she did it and it was costly. If we're going to follow Jesus, it's going to be risky. If we're going to follow Jesus, it's going to be unsafe, Yoxana, right? 
If we're going to follow him where he's going, we're going to have to leave safety. We're going to have to. We're going to have to step out. And they did it. And as they walked it out, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You guys remember the story with Daniel. Daniel says the king has a dream and, and nobody can interpret his dream. So he wants all the wise men killed. They're not even wise men yet. They're just like, you know, soon to be wise men. I don't know about you, but when a king wants to kill people, the last thing I'm going to do is stick my head up. But what does he do? Instead of letting the king dictate his mood, his attitude, how he's doing, how he feels about God today, he said, my God can give it to me. My God can tell you your dream and tell you what it means. Listen, you and I, we will, if we're impressed with the world, if we're impressed with hell, we cannot be impressed with Jesus Christ. And then everything's rolling well. They get promoted until what happens? Everybody's gunning for him and they build this statue in order to trap his other three brothers, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They build this statue and the, and the king says, if you don't bow to that when the music plays, I'm going to throw you into a fiery furnace. You and I have given the Taliban too much voice in our minds. The Taliban is not God. But we have allowed it, them to create fear. And we're not even in their country. We've allowed them to dictate our well-being. Listen, these guys had a knife to their throat. And did they hide? No. They stood up and they said, here we are. And when they went before the king, the king said, I'll give you a shot. Get out. And they said, listen, okay, our God can save us out of your hand. As he was demonstrating all of his might, he physically drags them there. He shows all his might and he says, but even if he doesn't, I, in the words of Paul, I do not consider these light and momentary troubles to be worthy to be compared with the glory that's being revealed. Let me just tell you, every single time the enemy wants to impress us with his power, but God wants to impress us with his love. And the, and the kingdom we're impressed with, we will empower. Yeah. Wasn't going to go there. <laughs> I, I really want to say this very strongly. Uh, yeah, I'll say it. In the last year... As a people, we've begun to treat the news cycles like pornography. Uh, what's the next thing? What's the next terror? <laughs> Nobody? Nobody? Only me? No, seriously. Listen, we created these cycles of anxiety in ourselves and we wonder why we're there. If you can watch the news and it leads you closer to Jesus, deeper into peace, deeper into joy. Merry Christmas. But I do not consider those things worthy to be compared with the glory that's being revealed. Now, some of y'all are called to some very dark places. Don't get more darkness than you already got to face. <laughs> Anybody have darkness in your life that needs light? Yeah. 
then don't go looking for darkness in other places. You have authority where you stand. It said, he said to Joshua, wherever you go, you can have the ground where you tread. So where are you called to tread? If you're not called to tread there, don't waste your bullets. Don't waste your energy. Focus on where he's called you to be. Lovely. Okay. Jesus. All right. Whew. Ah. If you've got Bibles, I would recommend you get one at least for self-defense. I want to say something uh, as a kind of a PSA. Um, The Lord so gripped my heart lately. He said, Peter, the gospel is offensive enough on its own. Don't add to it. (laughs) And so I I want to apologize. Sometimes I get off the rails. Sometimes I start shooting at easy targets. And that's... Let me just say this. Uh, theologically, there is no rabbit trail I have not pursued. I promise you, any weird back alley of Christianity you've been down, you should see I already had a tent there. I Listen, I'm a go-getter, and I have run to the end of about every dead end there is. And when I see people going after the things that I already know for a fact are empty and dead, instead of the gospel... I, I, and so I just want to say, I understand because all of us, we're seeking answers. True. We want, we want Christianity. We want a relationship with God that actually re- produces results, right? Actual change and, and the pressures of life, right? They push us into two corners, right? We talk about this all the time. The Pharisee and the Sadducee camp, the Pharisee, the, the Sadducees, they just want Make it work. Make the pain stop. Whatever it is, get me a paycheck. Whatever it is, right? And anybody here pursued this? Only to find out when the devil does it, he gives, he gives short-term breakthrough, but long-term slavery. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody, you're like, I just want a man. I just want a woman. I just want to date somebody. Oh gosh, what did I say? Oh no, no, not them. Please, Jesus. what was I thinking? But then you go, okay, so then it's got to be exactly right. Everything has to be exactly right. I just need to know the right answers. I just need to be right. But that doesn't deliver either, does it? In the end, it is only in Christ that we are made right with God. And so out of us flows a supernatural life That includes, it should look like his nature, right? Righteous living, right? And it should produce things like supernatural results, healing. But remember, God is always about impressing us with his love, not his power. Right? But oftentimes we're like, I don't need your love, Jesus, right now. I just want your power. But he knows what we really need is him. And so what, so what he's calling, remember how when Jesus came in and there was a girl, she was dead. And he went in and they're all freaking out and he says, get out of here. 
And he goes in and closes the door and does this amazing miracle, raises her from the dead and doesn't let anybody see him do it. Why do you think he does that? Because he's trying to demonstrate his love to her, not make a show of himself. All right. So all that to say is I have compassion for all of us that we get into the weeds. We all get into the weeds. But I just want, so I'm just, I'm saying, please forgive me if I have accidentally shot your arm off or, some, or your favorite cow. Um, I, uh, anyway, all right, there we go. All right, so we ended it with this verse last week. So then, verse six so, of chapter two. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, he's Lord of all or not at all, Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness until the, something horrible happens and then throw it all away and look for solutions. Anybody found that you're doing great until you're not? Right? I would submit to you what he's trying to say is don't let anything trick you out of this place. Don't let it, where you're rooted in him, grounded in him, strengthened in him, don't let an overflowing with thankfulness out of this place stay in this place, especially when it gets hard, especially when things are contrary, especially at that point, especially at that point. We, a lot of times, talked about this, this image. Anybody here been in a fog, like in life, like you were, you were going, doing well, and all of a sudden it's just a fog? The one thing you should never, ever do in a fog is change direction. Why? You at least had one direction going in. I mean, either stop. That's why he says when you've done all you can to stand, stand, right? Stop or keep going in the same direction. But don't go, oh, maybe there or maybe there or maybe. True? Confusion is the result. And he says, stay in the way you were saved by his might and his power. So don't go out and try to help him out. Right? You were saved by trusting in him. You, just as you received him, not by your own efforts. You know, one of the best prayers we can pray is, I believe, help my unbelief. Amen. Anybody? Why? Because it's, Hebrews tells us he is the author, the beginner, and the finisher of our faith. And, uh, and Joseph picked up on this. He said, hey, I realized even our faith isn't our faith. He did it. <laughs> he gives us our faith. So whatever little bit of faith we have, Jesus lures us beyond it. <laughs> Anybody found Jesus is always just somewhere just beyond your faith? Oh, yeah. Do we, we do know the same Jesus, right? <laughs> like always. You're like, Jesus, couldn't we do something right here? I've already got faith for that. He's like, no, let's go over there. And it lures the faith. Why? I believe I'm able to trust because you've given it to me, but I need more. I need more. I'm not able. So in this place, see to it that nobody, but, but like I said, when things get hard, we want to back off and we want to build our own personal theology. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, um, I'll give you an example. Um, this has happened to me so many times. It's painful. I... When I didn't believe in healing at all for years, and then I began to pray for healing because I heard other people's testimonies. Like, I literally had no faith. 
Like literally, I would tell people other people's testimonies, and then I would say, other people believe you can get healed, and then I would pray. Now that's, that's like low-level pathetic, right? And, and people started to get healed. And I was like, so suddenly I started to have some faith of my own. And then, and then what happens? I think if I remember correctly, for me, it was the first time I got a really bad like summer head cold and I prayed for myself and nothing happened. So what do you think I started to believe? Not you, you would never do this. What do you think? That healing doesn't work? Oh, what's that? Oh, God forgot me, absolutely. Only work sometime, roll of the dice, seven come 11, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you start building this in, or he doesn't really love me, he loves them, right? I'm not special, or maybe he only does big things, or maybe he only does small things. You know, we're staring at a situation right here where I gave a word of knowledge about a broken back, and unbeknownst to me, it exactly described Sherry's condition. We prayed for her. Shannon jumped on the word the next day, and it wasn't nearly as close in my mind. It was pretty close, but, it, but not, I mean, after I heard how close Sherry's was, and she grabbed a hold of it and was healed. So what's our the theological decision right now, right? The stupidest thing I've done is literally I have backed away from healing. I've backed away from it for years at various times, disappointed, frustrated. I built a theology out of what I don't understand. I built a theology out of what hasn't happened rather than being encouraged by what happened. Anybody waiting on, okay, this is getting hard. Some of y'all who stood up when these five people stood up and said, Jesus gave me a job, Jesus gave me a job, you just went, True? True? I mean, listen, listen. Who here, who here, you're, you're like going to the 43rd uh, wedding and you're like, oh gosh, I can't watch people. I can't watch people be happily married anymore. Right? There's something in us that we're like, oh, or we can flip the script and we can believe what he says about us. Listen, I love this line. I'm not going to give up what I paid a price to know for that which I don't understand. And so, you know, the, the verses for me that get this the most is Romans 28. Everybody loves it, right? Yes. Except when you're in a really bad situation, <laughs> right? God does it. What does he do? We know that in what kind of things? There must be an exception. Do you guys have asterisks in your Bible? No, all things, every possible situation. We've all got one that we've already put an asterisk on in our own lives, right? God works. That word works is the same word that Jesus did miracles. Works. For what? The good. Now, I remember when I first read this, honestly, I kind of got it like, you know, the thing when the parent says, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Like that, like when he says good, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we don't need good. How about so-so? I'd like so-so. No, no. He is a good God, not in quotes. He is a good God who gives good gifts to his children. You should have heard this in the testimonies of the people with the jobs. He gives a blessing and adds no sorrow to it. 
Come on. And so for those of those who love him and are loved, experiencing his love, are able to trust him and who have been called according to his purposes. I've got good news. You are loved by him. You are called according to his purposes. But anybody here gotten off the bus? You're like, Jesus, I no longer trust you. I will take it from here. How did that work? Nobody? Right? <laughs> I see some like tire treads on faces, right? The, this thing that it is, it's simply, it's not that he intends everything. The best example of this is Genesis 50, 20. Remember Joseph? Joseph um, gets a dream that he's the, he's the youngest, but he's going to end up telling his brothers and his dad and mom what to do. That's it. By the way, I'm a youngest. That's the dream. True? Any youngest out here? You're like, just give me power. I will use it wisely, right? And, and so in a genius way, he attempts to help his brothers get ready and limber up for the bowing and everything, and he tells them about it. And older siblings, if your younger sibling did that to you, what would happen? <laughs> maybe, maybe you would have followed through. You wouldn't have sold them into slavery, <laughs> right? What does he do? They sell their brother into slavery. This is, this is beyond horrible. I mean, the words don't describe it. And yet, out of this, God does something amazing, right? The way he describes it when he meets up with him, he said, you, what you intended for evil, God, the best way to say it, re-intended it for good. God, doesn't, God didn't empower Joseph to be a dingbat. Listen, I'm a younger brother. I wouldn't have been that dumb. I'd like to stay alive till dinner, right? I, but... But instead, the, what the brothers did was not good. I've heard people go, oh, I did 20 years in heroin for the glory of the Lord. No, you didn't. That was just dumb. That was just dumb. Don't pull Jesus into this. He had nothing to do with that. But when we surrender everything, no matter how bad, no matter how stupid we've been, he begins to transform that, re-intend it for our good. But that doesn't make him the author of it. Some of you have been sold a bad bill of goods that your abuse was from the Lord. That is a lie from the pit of hell. He is a good father. He was with you and he wept with you. And he wants to show you even in there where he was. Oh. So I just want to say that we, for all of us, if we're going to continue in the way, going back to verse 6, if we're going to continue in the way that we receive Christ Jesus... As Lord, we're going to have to not pull back because what Masha said, what the enemy means for our destruction, God will judo it into our promotion. Listen, listen, the enemy has just added fuel to the fire. Every single time when Daniel, 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 you're about to be killed. You know what? I'll do that. I'll deal with that dream. Boom. Promotion. The three young men, whoa, you're going to die. Well, first of all, they get thrown into a fiery furnace with apparently Jesus. That's pretty cool in the flesh, walking around in the fire. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a good story regardless. But then what happens? They get promoted. For the longest time, every time a bad thing happened in my life, this was my, my reaction, not yours. Oh, gosh, here we go again. Oh, I should prepare. I don't know. We're all going to die somehow. Okay, all right, what do I got to do? Uh, you know? Okay, this is how bad I was. I'm worse than you. There was a point, I was struggling financially, and I would save my razor blades, just in case. 
listen, anybody shaved with a razor blade that you shouldn't have thrown away a long time ago? Like, you know, like, you're like, you scratch marks across your face. Like, like I was just, like, I was preparing for the worst. What if he has something better? What if he has something better? What if, what if, man, if you guys listen to Robbie Dawkins that he talked about Afghanistan, he said, how about we pray that their eyes are blinded? Amen. Instead of being freaked out, why don't we pray that their counsel is confounded? How about we pray that they throw them in a furnace and Jesus shows up and the king gets saved? How about that? How about the Taliban had, listen, again, I show you this historically. Historically, the worst persecution precedes this, this moment of breakthrough. Often, not always, but often, this breakthrough. And honestly, what Masha said, when you can see the enemy's visible hand, it's because he's terrified. And he's attempting to terrify us so that we will abdicate authority and surrender the ground. Okay, this is free. You'd had to pay for the rest in suffering. But anyway, no, uh, there's somebody here. You've become aware of sexual harassment at your workplace. And everybody's known about it for a long time. And nobody said anything. And you're like, oh gosh. And maybe you became aware of it because it was done to you. Well, what if God has set you up now to be the deliverer? What if you're the one who brings the breakthrough? What if you're the one who changes the, the, the scenario? What if, see, the enemy always wants to make you a victim, but every time you watch it over and over again in the Bible, he, makes, he tries to make someone a victim and he ends up losing his teeth. Listen, he picked with the wrong bunch of people. But it's not going to happen if we flip the script, if we change the script. The way we went in is the way we're coming out standing, rooted, and grounded, strengthened, and overflowing with thankfulness. That overflowing with thankfulness is so important. I, I, will, I will tell you this. This is 100% the lifeline. When you cannot find Jesus at all, go to thankfulness. Begin to remember what he's done. If you can't remember, call somebody to, tell, to slap you, to remind you, because I've been there. If you can't remember and you can't find someone, just go online and look for testimonies. Just start reading them. Like I said, that's how I got started with healing. I've never seen anybody healed. I mean, I saw people get worse when I prayed for them, but never healed. And go through, just if you are, keep, start, begin to recite what he's done, who he is. Remember, remember, remember. This is what happened. You guys remember the story in Ziglag, 1 Samuel 30. Here, he is, here is David. He has been attacked. He is, he, um, I mean, first of all, if you're going to be called king of Israel, where do you think you should probably live? Instead, he goes and lives in the foreign, not just a foreign country, but the sworn enemies of Israel. Anybody have a story like that? You're like, um, Jesus, remember that conversation we had back there? Like we were going to be here and I'm now the opposite direction. In that place, but things are sort of, sort of, sort of going right. Like he's gathering the men, he's learning to be a leader. And then while they're out doing what they do, the enemy comes in and steals all of their stuff, all of their families, all of, all of their wives and kids. And all the guys he's been raising up want to do what? Kill him. Kill him. 
Anybody think, I'm not having that bad of a day, right? In that place, what does he do? It says he strengthened himself in the Lord. I can't say this enough. When, when it comes down to brass tacks at 3 a.m., you're not going to be able to phone a friend. You're not going to be, able, man, listen, anybody been in, a, in it and you can't find anybody? Like it's apparently you're on the moon. You can't find anybody. God, in that place, it, you, it's you. You're the one in the fight. You're the one in the battle. You're the one who must strengthen themselves in the Lord. What does that mean? And it, we see this over and over again in the Psalms. What does David do? He says this. He says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Why is he talking to himself? Sometimes the best thing you can do is to, st anybody find you talk to yourself anyway, but it's like on autopilot. Oh my gosh, we're all going to die. This is horrible. Oh gosh, this is terrible. Oh, this is horrible. Sometimes the best thing you can do is tell yourself to shut up. Listen, soul, today, my emotions, we are going to praise Jesus. Amen. Today, we're going to remember. Listen, sometimes the best thing I can do is so fill my mind with the things that he's done that I don't have room for my stupidity. Amen. And in that place of remembering who he is, remembering what he's done, boom, boom, boom. And he does this over again. He recites what God has done. The breakthrough comes. Because this is what you've got to understand. God has never changed. The revelation of God in Jesus Christ has always been the same, that he will go to the mat and he has done it all to deliver us in every situation. Woo. Woo. All right. If we could have the worship team come up. Oh, we're not making any progress in Colossians, but uh, hopefully we're making progress in the kingdom. Uh, oh, there will be a test this week of some sort. Um. If we could just stand. I don't know where you are at. I don't know where, uh, what your battle is. I don't know where the enemy is trying to trick you into being a victim or where he's trying to get you to give up the ground, give up the territory, make it out just alive. I want you to know God has set you up for victory. God has set you up to be more than a conqueror. Not, listen, not, more than a conqueror means not just you, but everybody around you gets blessed as a result. Amen. Come on, come on, come on. So let's just, Jesus, I ask right now that you would break open our hearts, break open our hearts to trust you. We believe, help our unbelief. We believe, help our unbelief.